What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful. Do you want to tell everyone about our theme today and why we're doing it? Man, it is that time of, well the year that time of every four years <laughs> it's olympic time so we decided to do some inspirational stories about the olympic trials or about the olympics that are going on this year some athletes there overcome have overcome a lot to inspire you all to be their best be your best not editing that out tim what do you got <laughs> man i'm gonna start off by talking about allison felix for those that don't know allison felix has been dominating american track and field for years she's the most decorated um track and female track and field sprinter in american history um she has all kind of world championships olympic championships she's just done it all this is now her fifth yes i said it fifth Olympics that she's qualified for and she's had an amazing story the reason why I'm talking about her today is because Allison Felix started off great at a very young age running and competing and staying at a top level but in 2017 she was negotiating her contract with Nike Nike being one of the biggest sports brands in the world she's sponsored by them doing her thing it only makes sense but the contract negotiations weren't going so well you see, Allison Felix wanted to have a family in 2018. She wanted to start having children. After running for so many years, she felt that it was time. But the negotiations weren't going well. Nike wouldn't say much whether they would fine her or give her less money or give her more money. They were just kind of staying quiet. And then to come to find out, they wanted to pay her 70% less if she were to get pregnant or if she were to slow down like most women do when they do get pregnant. It caused a whole bunch of issues back then. I remember thinking like, man, if women get pregnant, they can't play sports. I was younger, so I didn't know any better. I'm thinking, yeah, for women, they're done after sports. Men, they get to continue playing. But for Allison Felix, that was completely different on her end. Her mentality was like, no, I'm going to overcome this. She wanted her sponsorship so bad that she hid her pregnancy. She was working out at 4.30 in the morning so nobody could see her running while she was pregnant because she wanted to continue to compete. She wanted to prove everybody wrong. And then to come to find out, when Nike found out she was pregnant, she has her baby, they actually let her go as a professional athlete. This obviously hurt Allison Felix, but it also motivated her, man. She ended up starting her own brand called By Sash, by Sash and it's about it's a brand for women by women to promote that it doesn't matter if you're pregnant or not, you can still do whatever you want to do. And she qualified for this last Olympics. It's so crazy to me that she's come so far by doing something that she loves to do and she had no idea by speaking up the way that she spoke up that she would have, she would basically lead the way to make Nike change their, their protocols with pregnant women, with pro pro sponsored professional athletes. I thought that was amazing. I like this story so much because I went to her Instagram page and this is the reason why I'm talking about it. I heard about it. I follow her. I'm a fan of Allison Felix. So, you know, it's like a, a basketball fan paying attention to Michael Jordan in my eyes. She posted on her Instagram page, like, I, I could never ever believe that this would lead me to changing Nike's policy. I could never believe that this would also lead me to creating a brand. But I just want to say I'm doing this for everybody out there that's scared to speak up. And if you can speak up, it doesn't matter if your voice is shaky. It doesn't matter if they can barely hear you. As long as you try. Thank you for trying. It motivated me. I'm not even a woman. I'm just like, man, Hex, yeah, I'm gonna buy something to make my daughter wear it. I just thought this was awesome. I know it was a long one for our first story, but Allison Felix's career is just wild. And if you have time, Google her. I promise you, you won't go wrong, go wrong with looking her up. Also, 
just to fill in some gaps because you got a little hype there. I did, man. I did. <laughs> so it's her fifth Olympic she's qualified for. She is tied. She basically has the most track and field medals of any woman in American history at nine. Carl Lewis has the most track and field medals of any person at 10. So she might pass him this year. Oh, no, she's passing him. Also, you talked about her pregnancy. She had an emergency C-section due to pre-eclapsia in November 2018, which is life-threatening for both the mother and the daughter. So she almost died in 2018. I can't believe I forgot that part. That was my favorite part. You know why? Dude, she, she has all these photos where she shows her C-section scar. Like this photo right here, for example, I'll share it to our Facebook page so you guys can check it out. But she's wearing all of our medal, all of her medals, and it's just show, it's empowering in all reality. It's really, really empowering. Showing like I can do this, and even though I had a child, I'm still doing this. I thought you said like the picture of the pregnancy. Oh I was no, like, well, no, well, no, well, no, 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 well. <laughs> But yes, that's pretty insane. Also, Nike, I think you got enough money. She's pretty iconic. You should have kept her around, especially since she's taking. Her two-year-old Cameron to the Olympics and going to walk with her there. I mean, it doesn't get much better yeah. than that, man. Life goals. Speaking of life goals, so Tim wants to talk about a mom to start out with. I want to also give a shout out to a few mothers that are dominating despite the fact they are mothers. Skyward Diggin Smith, basketball player Diana Taurasi, Marielle Zagunis. She's the all-time fencing Olympic medalist, most direct decorated U.S. fencer in history, man or female. Gave birth to her dot to a daughter in 2017. Didn't slow her down. Still qualified. Going to get more medals. Alex Morgan in soccer. Windwell Berry, track and field and hammer throw. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just crazy to me that you can have a kid and then come back up with all the keep your strength for the hammer throw amazing <laughs> sally kipaniego track and field and marathon she won silver in the ten thousand meter jesus that's a long way facts <laughs> Brittany reese track and field doing the long jump another a plimum to the milk for the marathon wow i, I know right volleyball and serena williams isn't going to the olympics but she would have she's 39 i get it been a mother for a while don't let anyone tell you being a mom can't stop you from taking over the world because that's what these women are doing and there's more i'm not talking about so yeah nice follow-up right there i like it what do you got tim man i'm gonna talk about jerry wendell really fast jerry wendell is awesome his story was is pretty cool too um he was adopted out of cambodia at 18 months, um, his parents actually both passed away at a very young age, and he had the opportunity to return to his native country for the first time in May of 2016, where he was able to teach young divers how to dive, show them his favorite dive, and basically start an anti-bullying uh, campaign. Now, this very, very young man was adopted by a man named Jerry Wendell, and Jerry Wendell showed him so much love, said, you can do anything you want to do, and no matter what, I'll always be here for you type of parent. Just a great father overall. And this kid, Jerry Wendell, even though he had a rough start to his life, is now going to, his, to the Olympics for the first time, and he's honestly favored to get a medal. It's awesome to me to see kids like this that have a terrible, terrible start and they end up finding love and finding a way to make it and inspire more, just like this kid here who's able to go back to his home country and do everything he can for the youth there to hopefully give them hope 
to qualify for Olympic Olympics or do something great like himself. And that's ultimately what the Olympics does. It brings people together and helps people push through harder problems. Before we get to our last three Olympic inspirational positive news thingies, we need to pause and do audio meditation, where usually we talk about one thing we're grateful for each, but we're going to do Olympic inspiration time. Tim, give me one of your favorite times an Olympic athlete inspire you to be better. I can give you Michael Johnson and Maurice Green. Um, that's probably when I fell in love with the Olympics. It was like the Atlanta Olympics, 1996, I believe. Michael Johnson had these gold spikes, and he was just not getting beat by anyone. And I remember him just flying down the track, running straight up, form-looking beautiful, golden spikes, gets a gold medal, I believe a world record at that time as well, too. It was just one of those moments where I was like, man, I want to be that. And then four years later, you have Maurice Green running the 100-meter dash. I believe it was Athens, um, the Athens Olympics. I just remember him having this like lion personality, like I'm the GOAT, the greatest of all time. I'm a lion, nobody can beat me. And the reason why I remember Maurice Green so much is because he was working at Burger King. And <laughs> I remember thinking like this kid, this guy was just working at Burger King and he quit Burger King to focus on track and field and now he's about to be an Olympic champion. So those two moments right there are just forever engraved in my, my mind, even though I love sprinters and became a distance runner <laughs> as an adult and everything. <laughs> Can't be genetics, Tim. Facts. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure the 2000 Olympics were in Sydney. Because my favorite uh, Olympic, is Athens. my favorite Olympic memory is my favorite basketball player when I was younger was Vince Carter, and he jumped over Frederick Wise. <laughs> <laughs> la dunk of death, la dunk of dort, in French. So the fact that I know that in French is kind of crazy. But yeah, that's my favorite Olympic moment. That is, you, like, you, that's you, a top of basketball Olympic moment. It has to be, for sure. Also, you can tell who picked the topic today, because the body is, like, short and simple. Tim's like, I got this one, I got this one, I got this one. <laughs> Stuff's coming out of my mind, out of my mouth that I forgot I even knew, bro. I'm just, oh, okay, hey. Well, we've talked about the Olympics on here right now today. We just did the Special Olympics last month. We haven't talked about the Paralympics. Ooh. So I have a couple of Paralympic athletes that I think were really awesome. First one is Hannah McFadden, 10 out of 10 name. She's an above the knee amputee, but whenever she was younger, she was like, that's not stopping me. Parents were like, that shouldn't stop you either. So she would do swimming, scuba diving, and skiing. But when she was growing up in Albania, she was born in Albania when she grew up in America, and her parents were telling her everything was possible. She was like, I just want to go fast. I just want to run. And but she, one day when they were, she was going through things, she got into basically the racing, the um, wow, the wheelchair racing, where it's like you're on the track and you're spinning and going. And she's become a three-time Paralympic champion since then. And her older sister also competes in it the exact same way. And they're both fighting each other for Olympic gold. She says she's never beaten her older sister, and they're both competing this year. So that's a pretty good story, right, Tim? That's fire, bro. Like, that's, that's goals. There's a lot of life goals that I'm seeing right, that are going down. This is awesome. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Ezra French. 16 years old, already gives motivational talks at schools to peers his age. And he's working his life goals to help people understand what it's like to be physically challenged. He is left leg, is... He's a left leg amputee. He says that hasn't stopped me from doing anything. I'm missing a left knee and a left fibula as well as fingers on my left hand. 
and that doesn't stop me from doing hurdles and running track. I've already won Paralympic gold, so I'm going to go get more. Paralympic Olympics, you know, pretty cool too, Tim. They're freaking amazing. Um, yeah, they're, they're amazing. I can't even say anything less. I remember I caught myself watching the Paralympics, the 400-meter dash, a couple Olympics ago, and I was more hyped than any other <laughs> any other race I've ever watched. Like, it was, it was legit. So, yeah, man, I, it's awesome to find out the stories that they've been through and then just to watch them compete on a high level. It's beautiful. There's something about art in, in the Olympics, man. It's just artistic as it can be. Do you have an artiste Olympic? Man, honestly, I have Shikari Richardson, who's 21 years old. She's been in the spotlight for a little while now. She was a state champion whenever she was in Texas. Um, she ended up going to Louisiana State University where she won a national title. And she decided, you know, hey, I'm going to go pro right away. She went pro. She struggled a little bit, but then she ended up getting it back. COVID happened. It's a pandemic. She tried her best to get into races. But then this Olympic trials, she was doing her thing, man. She dominated. She led the way. The reason why I'm talking about her is because there's so much about her that we don't know. Like, for example, a few days before she qualified for the Olympics, her mom passed away, her biological mother. She ran after the race, went straight to her grandmother, gave her a hug and a kiss. And she let the world know right then and there, like, you guys don't know anything about me. You guys see my hair and you judge. You see my girlfriend and you judge, but you don't know the things that I've been through, the story that I've been through. My coach, my family, they know what I went through. Like, for example, I just lost my biological mother two days ago. That's wild to me to hear alone. That's that part alone. But the reason why I'm talking about her more, all the things that she's overcame, being a lesbian woman in America, representing our country to go race the, the star race on a track, it's amazing to me. She's black. She's beautiful and she's leading the way. This is what America's supposed to look like in my eyes. Be you and don't be scared of it. She is, to me, probably the most inspirational person right now from the track and field side in America. Just because of how she speaks and how confident she is, I'm like, man, I want my daughter to have a little piece of that in her. Paving the way for people like herself in the future. Absolutely, man. I, I love everything about it. I've never felt this way about a track and field woman, the way that she inspires me. She low-key makes me want to get, it back, get back on a track in all reality. I have nothing to follow that up with, man. That was passionate and purposeful. I like it, Tim. It was heartfelt for sure, man. I've been following up on her for, for a couple years now, and to see her get this much better is pretty awesome. I will just say on the behind the scenes, this is how Tim talks about everything Olympics-wise. <laughs> So we should just do like a live stream of Tim watching the Olympics and like losing his mind. Man. They should make you a commentator. Just don't do commercials. Just do Tim reactions. Bro, I'd be, you guys don't understand. As a coach, JP, I would run back and forth across the field from one side to the other side. Could you imagine, oh, let's video, let's record Tim. I'd be outside after every race on commercial break going outside trying to race my niece or nephew or something. Oh, oh I know. Times. <laughs> Good times. And I will be sitting on the couch eating. <laughs> The contrast is amazing. So, so, Mr. Olympic person, do you know who the youngest athlete competing in the 2021 Olympics is? It has to be a 16-year-old, right? Lower. Ooh, 12. Gymnastics? Mm -mm. Ooh, I, I want to know now. So, Sky Brown, born in 2008. Skateboarder. Wow. She would have qualified at 11. From Great Britain, world's youngest. <laughs> she's Britain's youngest and the youngest athlete competing in the 2021 Tokyo Games. That's really all I have. Dude. She's skateboarding and she's she's um 
She's trying to do the snowboarding in the Winter Olympics, too. Sean White. Oh, my God. So Sean White was an American snowboarder who also qualified for the X Games and skateboarding. He was just one of those double athletes. It's really hard to do. So for a 12-year-old girl to do this is ridiculous in my eyes. I used to skateboard back in the day, so I know how hard it is. And let's just say every other sport in the world is easier in my eyes. (laughs) Anglo-Japanese, so she's mixed. Competes from Great Britain. I mean... Dude, I'm a fan. I have to check her out. Oh, I'm excited to watch her now. So, yeah. I just think that's kind of crazy. She actually had a really bad injury last year where, you know, she, you're skateboarding. She got she broke bones in her hands. She fractured her skull and then came back stronger than ever. Did some sort of, like, I don't know skateboarding terms where it's, like, you go through the little vert. And you like hold your hand and like you do the flippy flip flips with the skateboard. And then you come <laughs> he back said down. The flippy flips. I used to play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater back in the day, but I can't remember the tricks. But like, yeah, that's pretty impressive though. To flip it with your fingers and put it back under your feet, that's impressive. While holding your hand, like, arm in there and your body. So yeah. At 12? Oh, I got too much fear for me to be doing anything like that. Ugh. So that's yeah. Awesome. Age can't stop anyone if you're young listening to the podcast. Tim, do you have an Olympic quote before we get out of here? Absolutely. From one of the greatest Olympians of all time, the only victory that counts is the one over yourself. Quotes by Jesse Owens. If you want to support the podcast, make sure to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star review helps us out so much. Helps us spread our message of positivity out to the world. We also have a Patreon where if you subscribe, you get a bonus positive news episode every single week. And we take all of our Patreon money and our sponsorship money and we donate every single month when we do our favorite positive news stories of that month. And whoever the Patreon tells us to donate to, that's exactly where we donate to. We're out. Stay positive.